excitement, energy, sugar, spice, and all things nice. And welcome back to I Will Save You From The Future, a podcast about future technology, future trends, uh, new things that are coming at you from every direction and that you might want to not participate in. We're doing a bit of a special episode uh, this week. Uh, I've got Jamie with me, my co-host. Hello. Hey, Jamie, how's it going? It's all good, you know, it's all good. Yeah. And we've also brought back into the studio sitting right next to me, it within breathing distance yeah we are very much in each other's space we are very much in each other's space um callum fuller say hi 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 bing hi jamie how are you doing hey man how is it going how's life life is good how's the how's the money world uh there's lots of it still yeah some people have more than others and they're very pleased about it isn't that a shame i know there was the budget recently wasn't it there was yeah it was a budget it was the uh banter budget (laughs) <laughs> because because uh, Chancellor Phil- Philip Hammond thought he would lighten the mood with some witty, witty gags. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine anyone with Chancellor in, the, in their title being at all funny. I mean, he, he, it was very much uh, Michael McIntyre's roadshow. <laughs> that's... No. No, it was bad. Not my... Not, there, that's there, not my Brexit. There were some jokes about electric cars and some Top Gear jokes. Band. Oh well, yeah, it was it was incredible. Know your audience. Yeah, it, it was it was terrific. So the format of today's special episode, it's probably going to be a bit shorter than usual. Um, but we wanted to do a couple of things. Um, firstly, um, it's been a number of weeks, several months, in fact, since Callum and I recorded our episode about the blockchain and about Bitcoin. Um, you can listen to that in the feed back a few episodes in the feed if you're interested if you haven't Mm. listened to it it's worth a listen Um, and we're going to be referencing it a little bit because I think we did a good job of explaining what the blockchain is we maybe didn't do a great job of distinguishing what bitcoin itself as a currency is and we wanted to address that we got people asking a lot of questions afterwards still a bit confused and I've definitely learned a lot more about um bitcoin i think we both have and about cryptocurrencies yeah i've gone down a full-on rabbit hole of 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 learning about uh, cryptocurrencies recently and i wanted to share that with our listeners um and then we've also uh, opened it up to uh listener questions we've got a handful of of really interesting questions that hopefully will spur on some good discussion i'm engorged with excitement good okay cool so <laughs> we're gonna get the slightly um drier business out of the way first okay so um bitcoin it's been in the news a lot recently it's been a big deal all-time highs crazy graphs people calling it bad people calling it good is it a bubble is it not a bubble first the new the the financial times the 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 post the forbes they're worried about it they're not worried about it yeah wall street journal they're like oh we're so worried it's going to be a bubble. And then a week later, they're, they're like, we're so worried it's not going to be a bubble. Make up your minds. They're worried about both. They, they're just... I would rather it didn't exist. They just like to worry. And the bulls are being bulls. And the... the What's the other... What are the other ones called? 
I don't know where you're going with this, Bing. <laughs> you know, when the uh, investors... The are, crabs? The crabs. Uh, yeah, the crabs The crabs are in the rock The pools. bulls are bulling the price up and the crabs are sitting around in their pools. <laughs> just just clicking their just claws. Just cl- clicking their claws together and, and clinging on for dear life <laughs> as the price fluctuates. I mean, we've got some fun things that have happened. Like, uh, we've got those those fun twins from the Social Network movie. They, yeah, the Winklevoss twins hey. out of nowhere. They just announced that they are they are now Bitcoin billionaires. Yeah. The first, I believe, was the yeah. was the headline that Winklevoss is. They can't ever achieve anything on their own, can they? Yeah. For uh, anyone who doesn't know, the, Winkle, the Winklevoss twins, famously portrayed by Army Hammer, singular, uh, in the film The Social Network, um, were co-creators of facebook question mark so they claim they mm. uh, claim to have been ripped off by um mark zuckerberg back in the day they are rich entrepreneurs in their own right um they've done a lot of cool stuff and most recently they got in the news for um having made a lot of money mm. trading bitcoin yes i thought so i've gone through a little personal journey you have in the world of in the world of cryptocurrencies recently i prompted spurred on by our episode yeah i went fully down a rabbit hole i've been lurking on the reddits i've been reading all the things i know all the memes now they're a bit memes <laughs> i'm well up on the memes um huddle huddle we all need to huddle huddle <laughs> i don't yes. know what this means i i'm not on i'm not hot on the memes man that's, that's Bill and Ben the flower pop men, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, that's what they say. They're like, hol, hol, hol. <laughs> oh, no. I got you've shown me this. It's yeah. hold, it's hold, hold yes. but they can't spell. Hold is a misspelling of uh, hoddle is a misspelling of the word hold, <laughs> which is a very common term in investment circles. It yeah. means to not sell something mm. even when it looks really bad. Yeah, the rallying war cry of the. Uh, of the Bitcoin community is HODL in all capitals and in impact fonts. I don't mean to derail you here, Bing. I just want to drop a quick warning in here that um, my housemates tonight have decided with the help of death metal band Megadeth to start hanging Christmas decorations using only ringneck parakeets and sweat. (laughs) So if there's any interference from my end that you can pick up, I apologise profusely for that. Those bastards and their birds. (laughs) It sounds like they're hanging parakeets by the neck from the tree and killing them. More than likely, yes. That's really dark. That, I'm also I'm also dealing with distractions of my own. Mandy is just texting me, asking whether I want pizza. God, what a life you lead. I do, but I already <laughs> ate. Uh, so yeah, Bitcoin, the currency, uh, the digital internet uh, magic money, has been blowing up recently. It seems to be on this kind of... Um, just unparalleled hype train it it will not let up it's been hitting uh value wise it has been hitting all-time highs pretty much every day for a couple of weeks now um and that is after a sustained uh sustained years and years of 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 uh growth going back to maybe 2013 2014 yeah, I think mm. I saw recently that like a single bitcoin is worth something like $6,000. No, yeah, so you're ridiculous. Out of, so like you're that. out of date. Uh, as of recording, uh, bit, a single bitcoin is worth about $12,500. <sighs> 
<laughs> to put yeah. that in context, January the 1st this year, one Bitcoin was £450. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, um, I'm i not going to get into specifics, but I own um, some Bitcoin now, a bit of a bit of the internet money. Um, and when I got on the train about... Uh, start of November. Start of November. Mm. Um, it was around the... It was around that mark, the six 7,000 mark. Good Lord. Um, and it's been a wild ride looking at that graph, my man. It has been very, very addictive. The amazing thing is, recently, um, some of the ways I've seen it promoted... Um, like getting getting on the Bitcoin train has been fantastic. My favorite ones have been like sort of ripping on World War One propaganda posters. Like, <laughs> tell me, Daddy, where were you when Bitcoin was at zero point ten cents? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> tell me and the that, story of when you bought Bitcoin. <laughs> that's definitely, and I will give you a rundown of some of the hot hot memes. <laughs> I will give you a rundown of the hot, hot memes in a moment. Lord Kitchener wants you to invest in digital currency. <laughs> so, in our previous episode about this topic, we did a really good job of explaining what the blockchain was, I think. Like, yeah. it's a database, it's a it's a uh, communal ledger, it's something that is decentralized. decentralized. Uh, and essentially, it's a, it's a software. In practical terms, it is a software that you can run on your computer. So, for Bitcoin... Um, you can any user can uh, can download the bitcoin core application which is essentially like uh, running running a part of that software um and becoming a part of that community becoming a part of that network i actually um did it as a test i downloaded uh bitcoin core recently to one of my um machines and mm. it started it promptly started downloading a copy of the entire blockchain which goes back to 2007 goes back to 2007 <laughs> and is about 151 gigabytes and counting incredible <laughs> so that's what it means to kind of uh run the software to be a part of the network and when you are running that software you are uh essentially you in basic terms you become what is known as a node mm. and a node is tasked with um with uh, verifying transactions um and the kind of key thing the key kind of um metaphor i guess to under to help understand it is that every single node um is in a perpetual state of distrust they mm. don't I, I saw this fantastic talk by a guy called andreas anamopolopolis who is a big name in 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 the community he's a big um he's a big hodler himself hmm. um and a big advocate of of the of the magic gold <laughs> he um he described it as uh, he described a node as not trusting any other node so when a transaction comes down the pipeline and another node says hey i want to verify this transaction your uh, particular software will say well okay I'm going to I'm going to check. Okay, I don't I'm I, you know you I know you want to verify this transaction, but I'm going to check with my friends. And if he checks with his friends and it doesn't seem to be the case, it doesn't add up, uh the node sending that information gets blocked. It can get uh temporarily banned if it's a big infraction, it can get permanently banned. But but essentially, uh you have to check against uh loads of other um versions of the ledger until you until your software um has determined that that is in fact a legitimate transaction and then it it becomes propagated across the whole network so i was at a big bitcoin and blockchain 
conference last week. Yeah, you were. And I, I, I had occasion to uh, speak to and meet uh, the former Prime Minister of Estonia. <laughs> True story. Yeah. Um, and as every, in Estonia, everything's on the blockchain. Mm. All, nodes are plenty. Nodes, there are so many nodes. And a good example of it is, uh, so er, everyone's health records in Estonia mm. are on the blockchain. Mm. And but the nice way that it works is um, that we should probably say on a blockchain. Yeah, not on to, not on the same one as confusion. Bitcoin. Yeah. They have, they've created a separate blockchain for this purpose, and uh, what it means is, I mean, anyone can easily pull up your records and see, but uh, everyone has to sign in. So if your eye doctor is looking at what's going on with your knees, they sh- they shouldn't be, and they have they we have a audit trail of what they've been looking at and when. And yeah, so, exactly. And, your and peen, so, you don't want your peen doctor looking at your eye history, yeah. your brain doctor exactly. looking at your peen history. Yeah. That's exactly what Why we're not? talking about. They're all medical professionals. <laughs> well, maybe that yeah. some of them are not. Yeah. And that's maybe what some we of them are just perverts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe some of them are just interested in brains, yeah. if you know what I mean. <laughs> that kind of security, that kind of like mm. uh protection against uh, against Particularly of against spreading misinformation, spreading mm-hmm. fake transactions, or accidentally uh, kind of double spending or duplicating things. That's what the the network is designed for. I'm just going to run through a, a couple other um, key phrases that I didn't fully understand um, that I have got a decent grasp of. Um, wallets. A wallet is essentially a, a piece of software that accesses the network. It is different from uh, Bitcoin Core. Although Bitcoin Core can act as a wallet, so I mean, when I see what wallet, I basically read account. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, yeah. read wallet as account. Yeah. Um, it is something that stores your uh, private and public keys, which we'll get into, and um, you can use it uh, for the most part to send, receive, and and otherwise uh, do transactions, add stuff to the ledger, add records to that ledger. And whenever you use it to send or receive, um, that is generating a transaction that has to be verified. Um, And in practical terms, it typically takes the form of a piece of software or an application on your phone um, that displays your balance. And in some cases, um, a piece of hardware. Now the hardcore, the hardcore Bitcoin community love their hardware wallets. Yeah, they are scared of um, of instances like what you talked about. In the previous episode with Mount Gox, what yeah. happened to them, yeah. which uh, lost, wiped out a lot of money. Seventy um, percent. Yeah, ridiculous amount market. of amount of money went down the drain when a, when an exchange collapsed, um, and that uh, that's you know you know potentially an accident, potentially crime. No one really knows, but uh, one way to protect yourself. At least a lot of the hardcore Bitcoin, you know, fanboys mm. believe one of the hard, one of the best ways to protect yourself is to have a hardware wallet, which is uh, essentially a little, uh, like a little USB stick or something. Yeah, or an external hard drive. Um, uh, or like uh, one of those card readers that you get when you with your internet banking. It's mm. kind of similar, um, at least functionally. Quite often, though. I mean, there's that sto- there's so many stories of. Um, I mean, there's one last week where that Welsh guy who was a Bitcoin miner. And he was moving house, and he just he accidentally threw mm. his uh, 
external hard drive in the bin. Yeah. And it was just, there was this photo of him looking sad next to a landfill site saying there's a hundred million pounds worth of Bitcoin in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the big, the big difference, the essentially the big difference to grasp is, is that one uh, kind of wallet stores your, your uh, data in the cloud uh, and you access it through your passcode or, or whatever uh, login details you use. And one stores it on an actual piece of hardware that, uh, yes, could be lost, could be destroyed, very scary, but also um, is isolated from networks and the internet Yeah, in a way that uh, means that even when you do transactions, even when you send and receive, your private information is never exposed to anything, uh, to any like vectors of attack. Yeah, so it's, it's basically the Bitcoin equivalent of putting your money under your mattress better than that even yeah it's because mattresses can be cut open if you cut open a ledger nano or a trezor mm. all that will happen is it, it breaks and it says nope you can't have it anymore yeah. and then all you do is buy another nano uh or trezor or whatever and uh recover your wallet using your recovery stuff that you've like put in a diary somewhere and buried in under the sea or you've like punched it a lot of people punch their security codes into like sheet metal yeah i don't i've know seen why. that that's a big common thing yeah. in the community that was that, that article in wired that yeah did that. they like punch their uh security words into into sheet metal and then like hide it in their shed or something <laughs> i saw one post on reddit uh, a guy said that he wrote his uh, security words on the back of a photo of his friend's family hanging in his friend's house. I mean, that's going to go badly wrong. Uh, he also did the punching in the sheet metal thing. <laughs> but if he, if uh, for some reason he lost the sheet metal with his secure with his recovery passes words on it, what um, if they move? He house? could go to his, <laughs> his mate Gaza's house and be like, "Hey, yo, let me look at that picture of your grandma." <laughs> And Gaza is not going to let him in. Hey, for real though, millions of dollars are on the line. Can I please take a look at that sweet picture of your grandma? I just need to see Ethel. <laughs> he just... Just a few minutes. He just needs a, a little bit of alone time with Ethel. That's the, that's the go word, isn't it? That's the go phrase. I'm here to see Ethel. <laughs> Oh man! I wish I had more sway in the community to turn that into a thing. Um, so then you got a, a couple more key phrases, and then we'll move on, right? Um, you got uh, when you own a wallet, uh, when you when you hold a balance in Bitcoin. Um, essentially, uh, you're given what are known as public and private keys. Now, your public key. Um, can be uh, viewed by other people and anyone who has access to your your public key which is essentially a very long string of letters and numbers uh, encrypted uh, information it's not that long actually it's like three lines um, anyone who can see that can um, send you money they cannot withdraw money they can add money to your part um, but they can also see how much you have and your historic transactions so you got to be quite careful about who you give that to. Typically, you'll only use it if you're like a, a professional merchant, say a website or something. Uh, you will make that up available or you'll like plug it into your software like an API key so that you can um, you can uh, send and receive things through your, your online store. 
for instance. Mm. Then you have your private key. Your private key is what you use to lo- what you use to access it yourself. And anyone with the private key to your wallet can put things in. They can take it out. They can do whatever you want. And if a hacker gets your private key, you're basically in a race to uh, clear your money out before they do. And I mean, if they, if they get your private key, they're gonna they're gonna take it straight away. So you've lost. Don't ever give anyone your private key. Don't even look at it yourself. Just, just don't look at it. Um, and then the only kind of there's a one spin-off of this, um, which is addresses. Um, you can generate what are known as uh, public addresses for receiving money, um, and they are essentially shorter versions of your private key, uh, your public key. Sorry, they are short. They're kind of shorter codes of of information. Um, shorter strings of information generated from your public key uh, that people can use to send you money without seeing your historic transactions and your balance. Um, so that's what you use. That's what you like give to people when you uh, want them to send you money. Mm. And generally speaking, everyone recommends that you generate a new one uh, for every new transaction. Um, oh, so although they can be used, I, I've kind of dug into this a little bit, they can be used repeatedly it's just recommended practice that you generate a new one each time and most software will do that for you okay uh just to go back to mining so mining i think a a few people were confused in the previous episode Mm. um about exactly how mining works and uh, to be honest we didn't really know to be honest yeah we didn't know back then we we have a better understanding of it now but i mean we're still not programmers we're still not like tech like computer developers so Essentially speaking, uh, miners um, task very powerful computers to solve very complicated maths problems. And in the literature and the videos that I've consumed, um, they're actually seen as kind of less important than, uh, than a validating node. A node, which can essentially run on pretty much anything, validates things and they're the kind of gatekeepers every every person run on the network is a gatekeeper is an authority uh for making sure that uh, transactions are okay miners uh essentially just crunch power crunch um numbers on a massive scale and turn that processing power into money but for the in order for them to to do that to uh process on that level they need that network they rely on the on the on the network of nodes um on the everyday people um and on everyone kind of running bitcoin core on their computers in order for anything that they do to be meaningful uh for all of the things that they're processing on such scale to actually be validated and similarly if uh, a miner say someone out someone with a warehouse full of computers wanted to go rogue and start fucking around and start trying to fake things they can't because even some of the biggest miners in the world don't have anywhere near a majority no, because yeah. the network is just so diverse. That's, that's the power of a blockchain. Yeah. If you wanted to turn uh, even thousands of computers against uh, the common consensus uh, and say, actually, no, I own it all now, you work. couldn't. It wouldn't work. Um, so really, miners, even though they are typically running huge numbers of computers, huge numbers of, of uh cpus and gpus to to crunch through this stuff and process as many as many transactions as they as they can they're still kind of only as powerful as the nodes that validate them and it didn't used to be that you needed a whole warehouse you used to be able to do it on your own oh yeah yeah, when it when it got started it was very simple then people moved to um 
graphics cards they realized that graphics cards were were kind of better at processing this kind of thing uh, and then more recently um they discovered that an even better solution was uh, what's known as asic cards uh, asic chips uh, which stands for application specific integrated circuits and they're kind of typical kind of mining fare but as a everyday person you can just download bitcoin and you mm. can run it um and um i mean i'm not encouraging you to but if you're interested you can and you can see how it works um but be prepared to um spend a lot of time waiting for it to synchronize because there's a lot of time has happened already a lot of transactions 10 years worth jamie good uh, hello jamie <laughs> as someone who doesn't know anything about bitcoin do you now know everything about bitcoin that was all catalanian to me <laughs> i <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully to listeners who listened to the blockchain episode and wanted a bit more detail, um, hopefully that kind of clears a couple things up. Yeah. I mean, Maybe there's, there's so much more, but I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot, and, and we're just gonna we're just gonna uh, keep kind of mentioning it. I mean, um, um, not that it's your favorite thing, but I mean this, that is pretty much how all the altcoins function as well. They're just they've just got different levels oh man of... fuck altcoins i know yeah uh so on yeah, your the, favorite thing on the subject of hot memes here are the hot memes you need to know for bitcoin yeah. okay i already told you hodl hmm? hodl it means hold hodl means hold that's all you need to know that's what it means um say it all the time say it if you meet other people who like bitcoin just say hodl hodl and they'll immediately love you and give you <laughs> just give you beer and bitcoin and bitcoin yes um we don't like uh we the community we don't like altcoins that much uh which is all um, other coins any other coin that isn't bitcoin we don't like them not fans um when the price hit 9000 it was all about vegeta oh yeah from the dragon ball z classic um because of that one cartoon where he said it's over 9000 when referring to the power levels so on the day that it hit 9,000, uh, about a week ago, um, there were a lot of animated GIFs on the on the uh, Reddit. I dipped in. It was lousy with GIFs. Just uh, so many just GIFs. Just Vegeta, Vegeta with Bitcoin logo for his head. Uh, <laughs> Vegeta with Bitcoin logo, like, tastefully added to his visor display. Um the um various other characters from dragon ball z asking how his bitcoin is doing and him saying it's over nine thousand. which is the one that looks like a gherkin piccolo piccolo <laughs> he's also named after it no <laughs> um named after a flute yeah looks like a pickle <laughs> Um, he was nowhere to be seen sadly because he's never said any big numbers oh that's a shame uh elmo has though i went scrolling through the old historic uh reddits and there was a really lovely gif of a kind of crazed elmo screaming seven thousand, which was cool. <laughs> uh um <laughs> also, elmo's minted <laughs> also also teslas and lamborghinis you can't you're not allowed to be into bitcoin in a massive way and and not either have a tesla or lamborghini or be saving for one <laughs> they seem to be the big things i understand the tesla thing because um they are one of the few big companies in the world who will accept bitcoin in payment for their goods no there's loads now 
Yeah, but one of the few, like, you know, huge brands. Uh, so that I think that's where that started. I don't know about the Lamborghini thing. I think they there's a growing lobby to try and get Lamborghini to accept Bitcoin. <laughs> I think they'll have to tell Lamborghini what they are. <laughs> what they Bitcoin might. Are, Bitcoins are. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, that's it. That's that's the hot, my hot scoop. That's my book report on on my undercover, my deep cover within the Bitcoin community for the last month. There's there's some there's some fun um, things to add to that though. Like um, I got a story um, earlier this week about how the British government is looking into regulating it, which could lead to exchanges here. We don't have any yet. Oh yeah, no, we uh yeah, the UK is a kind of a, a dead zone um for cryptocurrencies and it's because our our legal provisions as they stand. I I think I kind of my basic understanding of it is that there aren't legal protections in place for anyone who would want to start a company mm. uh that trades in them and that might be about to change. Yeah, the government's um talking about expanding all the existing laws to take account of it. Yeah, man. Um Japan's on it. They love it. Um, America tolerates it. They tolerate it. Their <laughs> laws are, uh, allow for it. Various European states are fine with it. Um, the Canadians are, are all over it. Canada loves crypt- cryptocurrencies. They even have their own. Uh, Ethereum is one of the biggest competitors mm. in the like altcoin world, and that that comes. They're probably the that, foremost one that isn't Bitcoin. Yeah, hails from Canada. UK lagging behind a little bit, but then that's nothing new. Our our government don't know how to turn on their computers. <laughs> yeah, everyone in the government is so ancient that if you start describing Bitcoin to them, their teeth start falling out like dead foxgloves. <laughs> Man, I am still pissed. I'm still livid over the discussion of net neutrality a few years ago, where you had the fucking, like agricultural minister <laughs> arguing for the arguing f- like the pros of policing the internet and like tracking all of our information i mean i think he thinks that you can go up and down the internet with your shotgun shooting at the baddies that's it he said yeah let me at him <laughs> he had his blunderbuzz and his flat cap Fuck, that sometimes was the blinking box in the corner just starts making weird screaming noises so i just turn it off <laughs> That was an embarrassing time to be British. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, incredible. <laughs> yeah, that was my, that was that's my report. I don't know. I, it won't really have made any sense to anyone who didn't listen to the previous. Well, uh, I think it was scintillating episode, um, but hopefully it fills in a few gaps. And 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 really, honestly, it's such a difficult and vast topic to unpack that really, yeah. m- my. If you want to understand cryptocurrencies, you kind of have to just lurk like yeah. I did. My number one piece of advice, if you want to understand Bitcoin, lurk in the Reddit, in the subreddit, slash Bitcoin. Not slash BTC. <laughs> slash Bitcoin. What's in slash BTC? You'll find out if you lurk on Bitcoin. <laughs> You'll find out why they're bad. <laughs> um, they're pale imitators. So, uh, audience questions, you ready? Yeah. Fuck yes. <laughs> um, okay, so we've had some, We I put the word out on Twitter earlier today uh, to bring in some questions. We got some really good ones. This comes from... Uh, <laughs> Arts and yeah. This comes from Arts and yeah. Uh, <laughs> at Sailor underscore Cat with three Ts on Twitter. Nice. She asks, 
Um, do you think if AI is fully innovated and implemented, uh, we could use it to improve human intelligence and reasoning? Or would it be considered unethical? <laughs> so, no, I, um, yes, you can. Uh, you, you, through prolonged research and development, you absolutely would use it to augment human intelligence, and you should. Well, I mean, I think we've seen what could happen. We could, well, we've, we've, seen, what, we've all seen The Matrix. Well, I was they, more thinking about that silly movie where Scarlett Johansson becomes everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, no, that's drugs. Yeah, but she also becomes the technological singularity. Mm. Well, she becomes the universe by the end, doesn't she? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Idiot, Scarlet. Come on. So I think the answer is we could try some blue drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I think you definitely get, like, get enough skag down you, and you can control the universe. I think it definitely, <laughs> definitely exists on the in, on the not even on the horizon in the like near future. It definitely the the potential for AI to uh, blend with human intelligence or for some kind of maybe more realistically some kind of technology that strengthens the brain strengthens yeah. neural pathways to do with reasoning and to do with intelligence i mean they can stick electrodes in your brain already and, yeah and it like you know if you've got tourette's they can sort of turn that off yeah. Things like that. They can poke bits of your brain and make you pick your nose. Yeah. Exactly. In the 1950s, they used to cure gay. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what can't we do? Exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. That was in very poor taste. I apologise. Uh, but that just, that just goes to show how monstrously... Uh, unethical we used to be in terms of yeah. just whacking stuff in people's heads but, and turning up the juice to see what would happen. I mean, but will we will we is there room for us to swing back in that direction? Will we become unethical like that again? Yes. We'll, you know. Yes we will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well we'll that, just be new and exciting ways of being terrible. Yeah, that's about that's all about it being unregulated though. Like you you'll get like backstreet uh, it, it'll be like a dystopian uh, Deus Ex-like future where you'll get backstreet augmentation wizards who can turn off your arachnophobia for a hundred quid. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, it'd be like Dr. Nick Ribeiro, just, you know, w with a couple of, uh, like, spark plugs and... <laughs> yeah, and a laptop. What have you always I'm going to make you like the taste of orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. I, uh, I for one... I, for one, would like to be able to remember people's names. That would be a good one. I'd love to be able to remember people's names without them having to say them several times and also do, like, something significant and interesting <laughs> in front of me. <laughs> like, have a, have a unicorn on their t-shirt or win at bowling. <laughs> I'd like them to just... I'd like the name for them to say it and then it stay in my brain, please. <laughs> and if I, could, if I could pay good money for that augmentation, I would. It's just a small incision, and we put an implant in your temple, and then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I get a cheaper version, and it's, like, not quite... It's not quite what I wanted. It only works when it connects to the iCloud in the train station. Yeah. I, I, remember that, I remember their name on the way home yeah. when it sinks. Yeah. <laughs> when it gets back on the blockchain, and it, yeah. it verifies it. And it's like, yeah, no, Dave was his name, and all the other nodes agree. <laughs> Uh, the answer is... Arts and year. Arts and year. Arts and year. Arts and year asked us a question. 
The answer is very much it, we're all, we're a terrible group of uh, animals, and it, we will use it for ill means. But man, we always want to get better, don't we? Yes. God help us, we're trying. <laughs> Uh, the temps writes uh, and asks even with trends in smartphone designs varying as much as they do over time with many now boasting infinite displays etc what do you see smartphones looking like in five and ten years sweet that is a very good question from a uh, friend of the show ed templar eddie the to temps. his mates mad ups to the temps <laughs> Sounds like an NME band. <laughs> Coming up next, it's the Temps. Um, that is a great question because, I mean, yeah, phones, now they're just screens. They're all screen. I, the, new, the new iPhone doesn't even have a button. I mean, I think that the ultimate thing that all, all smartphone companies are aiming for, particularly Apple, though, is they what they want is to eventually just make a perfectly smooth featureless orb. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, no. I'd like, <laughs> and I'd it just like, does everything for you. I'd like to see phones get longer. <laughs> I'd like the aspect ratio. I'd like to see like a baguette. I'd like to see um like a nine by forty five. By the year twenty fifty, if my phone doesn't look like a fucking Toblerone, I'm gonna be pissed off. <laughs> I'd like you know those you you know those uh, metal detector ones, the black metal detector ones. Yeah, well, they've got a handle, and then it's just a, like a long paddle. <laughs> I'd like my phone to be that, please. Like a black and the light. The whole thing is a screen. The whole thing is a screen. Think about how much you could fit on there before you have to scroll. <laughs> I just want my phone to be the EKG meter from Ghostbusters. That's all I really want. <laughs> Two whacking great antenna on the top that blink and glow. I think they'll eventually just be implants, like just under the surface of our skin. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. But they will be very long. The, yes, <laughs> they'll stretch down the, the entire one, skeletal like, in structure. Your <laughs> <laughs> that that make butt dialing people like even more believable because like yeah. you, you literally sit down and it yeah, will man. accidentally dial someone because your ass is in control of your yeah, entire contacts. Uh, sorry, man, fell asleep on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally can't lift my phone to my head because it's in my arm and my arm's fallen asleep. My phone has pins and needles. <laughs> just gonna hit my art hit my phone against the wall for a second till the blood starts pumping through it again <laughs> dreadful so i guess i guess he wants he wants the two intervals of five and ten years so in five years i think they'll like sort of be five years tube phone tube phone five, five years either orb phone yeah there'll be the two rival camps orb phone orb and long phone <laughs> And there oh, will can... be a bitter technological and rivalry. What, what you could do beautifully is play baseball with those three <laughs> things. Shit! <laughs> <laughs> you can roll them down! You can Amazing. Them down. <laughs> and you just know they'll both shatter as soon as they make contact with each other. Going through phones like nothing. I just realised as well that if you have like an implant in like your hand or your arm or something, imagine if you were like uh, working in like a miner on an oil rig and you were in an accident where you like you lost a limb not only would you lose your arm you lose your phone as well oh, yeah. <laughs> no that's, that's mean, just not on that's convert that's always been my problem with convergence culture is like when i lose my phone now i'm not just losing my phone i'm losing my mp3 player i'm using my porn mm. computer i'm mm. using i'm losing my 
contacts. I'm lo- losing my games. Your contactless payments. I'm losing my my Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then on top of that, I'm going to lose a limb as well. My favorite hand. It's, it's, it's a sad time. But yeah, five, five years, definitely. Orb phone versus long phone. Yeah. Or banana phone. Banana phone, Maybe yeah. banana phone is the outlier, like the Nokia of the day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and um the like boomerang phone and then um it's just salvador da- salvador dali's living room and then uh <laughs> 10 years 10 years implants either stuff that we can see that no one else can in our eyeballs or stuff that's like on our skin like moving tattoos yeah like in uh, that movie about time yeah we're just in the harrowing vision of the future about time where Bill Nye dies. <laughs> have we got any more exciting questions? Uh, we have another question here uh, from my sister, my lovely, adoring sister, Jennifer Bingham. Aww. She tweeted in asking, which piece of tech that you've discussed on UCCast so far do you think is most likely to cause our planet's demise? that's a good one and i'm just uh for our reference i'm going to bring up a list of our i mean uh, early call the roombas with knives (laughs) (laughs) yeah we talked about uh so right at the beginning of the year we uh talked about smart homes uh home automation we uh talked about 3d printing in the next one then we talked about mind controlled interfaces uh medical wearables Driverless cars, um, Facebook chatbots, hmm. holograms, artificial intelligence, cameras, uh, and general convergence culture, batteries, blockchain, and drones, and then most recently gaming Wait, with you and me, Jamie. It's it's AI, isn't yeah. it? I think it is AI. Yeah. I think. Um, well. Yeah, I mean, in the long run. Again, it depends on your perspective. In the long run, it's it's AI, for sure, because the robots mm. are going to be better than us. But if you yeah. shift your perspective down to maybe just the next few years, then... Driverless cars could be... Oh, driverless cars, for cars. sure. Hacked yeah, cars. driverless cars are going to take down a lot of people. And drones. Drones are, drones are baddies. I mean, they bring, oh, dro- they bring you beers mm. and, 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 like, PlayStations... Yeah, but I think, also they can shoot you. I think driverless cars. <laughs> they also cars, bring pain. <laughs> yes, I think actually of all the topics, because there's maybe we shift the the question a bit. Maybe what's what's the topic that we are personally most scared of? Do you guys have an answer to that? Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> that no. we covered a technology that we've covered that you are most scared. Um, because for me, uh, it's for the weaponization of the Bloodhound Gang. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I I think I, I think AI is pretty scary. I think uh, yeah, it's hacking AI. hacking things like driverless cars and drones is mm. a, is a big is a big scary idea as well. Yeah, for me it's driverless cars all the way. Mm. The, when we were talking about it, when Brian and I were talking about it, it started like I had a kind of a quickening, mm. and I saw just like decades of chaos and. Uh, economic tumult and like bodies in the street like no it's gonna get real bad before it gets better if if like one wrong move with deploying driverless cars what what, what would cause all this horror okay so first off like huge huge industries all disrupted at the same time within the same span of a few years economic chaos trucking deliveries 
um, anyone who makes a money remotely connected to uh, driving cars, they're suddenly like their jobs are, if not obsolete, at least very much devalued. Mm-hmm. And then you, you cause this like huge. You can if you're if governments misstep in the deployment and in the like regulation of driverless cars we could see like mass unemployment spikes we could see huge economic shifts across borders currencies fluctuating like mad i mean the economic argument applies to most of these things though but cars especially so much industry runs on bitcoin is cutting out banks yeah yeah, yeah. people work in banks but how many people own bitcoin compared to how many people drive cars yeah but you could i mean well no but if if you make banks obsolete then there's there's many many hundreds of thousands of people who work in those but yeah yeah but that's i think driverless cars from everything i've looked at they are here and they can be implemented on a mass scale in a number of years something like bitcoin something like blockchain has to kind of gather a lot more momentum and it's going to be a lot more gradual i think the 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 scarier thing about driverless cars is the middle period when we've got both normal cars and driverless cars on the yeah exactly you add that to it there's going to be years and years of overlap where there's there's both kinds of cars and a lot of arguing and a lot of lobbying to and fro and a lot of there's going to be a lot of panic and a lot of scare tactics on either side and we're not going to know who to trust I like the oh, idea. But imagine how much fun it will be on a really small scale, though, when you've got driverless cars and driven cars on the road at the same time, and you decide to like get like you know a, a skeleton from a doctor's office and put it in the front seat and put it <laughs> like holding the wheel, and then as it's driving next to people, you can just like wave at them and maybe have like a puppet mechanism where the skull can turn <laughs> slowly and like look at them in the car and just be like. <laughs> You know, I, I just think that'd be hilarious, personally. I really like the idea of like when when normal cars are eventually outlawed and we have to have a driverless car. But you know, for criminals, we'll want like a to be get, able to get hold of an ordinary car. Oh yeah, and you're like, I know a guy who's got like a Corsa. Yeah, that would be valuable one. Day. Yeah, hold on to your Corsas. Yeah, hoddle, hoddle, hoddle the Corsas. Hoddle <laughs> your Astras. Hoddle your courses. Your Ford cars. You've had a Citroen Panda in the garage since 1989. Dust it off. Hoddle your city goes and your smart cars. (laughs) Because one day they're going to be gold to some mafioso who doesn't want to be tracked or wants to to drive somewhere the computer won't let him. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, Uh, I'm not. I mean, I like it, but personally, the one that I think fills me with the most legitimate fear is driverless cars. And Mm. it's particularly about the economic side side of things. You two, you and Brian, when you did the episode, painted a quite fun dystopian nightmare. Oh, yeah. Where where they were like the the nasty driverless cars were ganging up on you Mm. and working Mm. in teams like Velociraptors. Jamie, do you have one that, that... particularly scares you more than the rest uh, it's see the thing is it's really hard to like get across the real palpable fear of ai without people's heads immediately going to things like the matrix and terminator and stuff but the the, the truth is once a actual learning computer is developed like that's it you can you can encase it behind as many firewalls as you want it will learn at an accelerated rate than obviously the human brain 
and once it got it has access to the internet and all of the world's information it's going to be able to do anything it wants mm. and yeah. in an unchecked system that single ai will be everywhere like it's kind of tapped into in, in age of ultron where he's like oh no i'm i'm already here for the stupid audience who don't understand that <laughs> programs can move through the internet pretty much instantly what? so so what? for you it's ai as as well like that terrible johnny Depp yeah. movie yeah transcendence yeah transcendence, transcendence yeah. Yeah. yeah where transcendence, he becomes everything ultron matrix her we got them all. Yeah. We love the technological singularity. So for you guys, it's the it's the AI technological yeah. singularity. Yeah. For me, mm. I'm thinking slightly shorter term, and I'm mm. thinking driverless cars. Yeah. Um, time for one more question, I think. Oh, it's Tenzin. Yeah. All right, Tenzin's closing us off. Um, what's the minimum amount of technology that I could use but still be able to participate in the modern world? I mean, how very Luddite could I go? Nice use of the word Luddite. Yes. Yeah, so to, uh, friend that. of the show, Tenzin, thank you. Uh, thank you, Tenzin. Friend, uh, friend of the show, Tenzin, is asking us, how far could you go? I mean, I think I just need a horse and cart. Well, I'm allergic to horses, so I'll just have a cart. So you're like, you're <laughs> pulling the cart. But how do you bank? How do you bank? How do you... Oh, I'll, I'll use hack silver like Vikings. How do you date? Oh, I mean, who could not... Talk to people. Yeah, talk to people. I mean, who couldn't resist <laughs> what this wild man before them? <laughs> it's like, just like, your upper body. Your upper body's so disproportionately different from your lower body. <laughs> from carrying the cart around from pulling the cart and you're like <laughs> just swole to the nth degree yeah sweating you've got these long locks and beard yeah and I you're mean, carrying like you're carrying like <laughs> shards of raw metals in a yeah, bag there, yeah i have a there sword there are other beasts of burden yeah. you could use an oxen yeah or a cow you're not or even, to those, even you? goats I, to a degree yeah i mean yeah i i could try yeah but uh, yeah i mean it, it I think I think I'd be fine. I think people would find me a diverting, interesting thing for a little while. Okay, but how are you? You're not going to have a job. You're not going to be able to go to work anymore. You yeah, got to quit your job. Yeah, you got to you got to quit uh, Facebook. Yeah, computers, that's I'm okay with that. Video games. You can't watch the latest Big Bang Theory. <laughs> you also oh, like. No. You're also. I'm paint, okay with that. You're also painting a picture. Do you have a home? I mean, I, yeah, I, it, I, I would have built yeah, it with my home. bare hands using timber. I mean, I, yeah, why not? <laughs> I think, like, so... I'd, I'd live there on Streatham Common. <laughs> Jamie, do you have thoughts on this? Oh, well, I mean, there are literal entire Luddite communities. The Amish community, they get along pretty well with extremely minimal technology. Mm-hmm. Um, Happy I mean, well. they know what stuff is. They're not idiots. But they just don't use it, and they are a rural farming community, and it, it works. I mean, I could live like that. I could live on a farm. I did live on a farm yeah. for a bit. Yeah, Jamie, do you wanna do you wanna sh- live together in in the timber frame that I've made? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'll I'll be a hunter gatherer, and you can just be the giant building of a man that protects our <laughs> land from would be predators. <laughs> See, I. I I've thought about this quite a lot in my life and I I like some there is some always going to be some attraction to luddism and and kind of getting rid of things mm. but I like living in a house for one yeah I like earning money the way that I do and not by you know lifting or breaking things <laughs> 
or carrying things. So I need certain amounts of things. I think realistically for someone who wants to, I mean, you could get rid of your consoles, right? That's a luxury. Start with consoles. Mm, yeah. Start with luxuries. Consoles can go. Mm. Um, you don't need a home computer if you work in a office that supplies you with a computer. If your no, yeah. if your work involves computers at all, right? Mm. Yeah. So you could have not. You could not have a computer of your own. Obviously, you're not using social networks. You scorch all of that burn it to the ground yeah if you won't be able to be able to get in touch with you, you need... but you don't want your like information out there you could have a burner phone like an old you know a dumb phone or a landline mm -hmm. landline yeah 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 i guess i'm getting confused right because we don't want to disappear we just don't mm. want to use technology yeah right yeah yeah it's not about getting off the grid it's just about not being completely reliant on yeah. technology so, to run your life landline no yeah. smartphone no home computer. Um, if your work involves computers, only use the work computers and leave them that work. Mm. Some form of transport. Never. Yeah. Get a bike. I guess you need, it, depending on how much you travel, you need to get on, on something. But I mean... Could you use other people's technology? You, know, you could take trains. Yeah, I think the key is maybe... Um, buses. Using technology as you need it without owning it yourself mm. and i think part of the big at least part of the kind of modern attraction to to detaching yourself from tech is really detaching yourself from consumerism and not having your like information connected to all this stuff right yeah so don't buy stuff on amazon don't like use social medias if you do use computers have anonymous accounts with things mm. and resist as much as possible mm. having your name tied to anything or, um, you know, using a single email address for too long. Yeah. Change every week. Change every week. <laughs> yeah. Run away. Burner emails. I hope that helps Tenzin. Yeah. I do like your idea a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Just going back to, like, medieval I'm lifestyle. Gonna, I'm, I'm going to visit. You'll, you'll visit? I'm going to visit... In from time to time i'll bring i'll bring wonders water of, buckets of water of the technological <laughs> age to show you just so you're still in the loop yeah you know i'll swing by and i'll show you my snapchat glasses or my um my iphone x i'll show you the emojis so you know you so you're not missing out i'll appreciate that good god <laughs> then we can have some mead and and some uh, hog, yeah, <laughs> which can, I've cooked in a fire. We can, yeah, which you wrestled today. I like, I like that you. This idea of living immediately goes to like, you know, Pictish warriors living in a in a cave in a mountain, rather than say, nineteen ninety six. <laughs> Where yeah, you had to walk to well, a grocery that, store to that's buy That's where the noodles. mind goes, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, realistically, you could just... I went straight past Blur and Oasis. You just live in a... Went straight past Ace of Base. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're... we're going straight to Skyrim times, but really, yeah. really, you could just live in an empty room. You know? Yeah, you, you could we're only... not going to be communicating through fucking smoke rings. Yeah. <laughs> smoke signals. Only own, you know, Instead... own... own clothes own music own books and whatever you want not just like don't own a tv don't own a laptop use cash a lot yeah <laughs> have a, have i remember back line. in 1982 when a man didn't own a kestrel he was dead to the world 
I mean, to be fair, I mean, my vision did involve in- instead of you know, I wouldn't be able to text you, so I would send you a messenger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By foot, dispatch a bird. <laughs> yeah, you're like uh, narrowing down points of contact. I think is really what we're what we're burrowing down to. Yeah. And so for most people, it's like I have a I have a landline. And every time you every time you see your friends, you have to remind them <laughs> that if they want to talk to you, here's the landline number. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You have it. Maybe you print. Maybe there's an expense up front where you print 100,000 cards with your landline number on. <laughs> and you give them to your friends and you kind of repeatedly have to give them to your friends. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just have to keep doling them out. Yeah. And, and everyone's and everyone else says... I am. I don't use cardboard anymore. Yeah, yeah. You borrow down to the. It's limit. It's about limiting communication options. And I mean, if you're someone who talks to people in other countries, maybe you want to get like a rudimentary smartphone on a uh, on a pay-as-you-go plan that's anonymous, right? And have a Skype account or something. Mm. You know, then you can talk to everyone in other countries for relatively yep. cheap or you can go the other way and you swap out your phone for mail yeah you could write using you your hands right using your hands um it will take a long time for anything to happen dating is going to be difficult <laughs> and um no one is going to invite you to their parties because <laughs> people don't plan that far ahead <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could tell you in person and hope you remember. You're going to go to weddings. That's it. Yeah. You're going to only go to weddings. <laughs> the only function, the only social events you go to are weddings now. <laughs> and even then they'll stop you at the door because you're dressed entirely in palm fronds and dung. <laughs> I'll be wearing like leathers. Like, <laughs> like, like, like a Roman soldier. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll be throwing feasts like on the mm. solstices. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. I'm up for that. I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Get yourself a henge. Get yourself a stylish oh, henge. Oh, a great henge. <laughs> yeah. That, this is a peng henge, mate. <laughs> Penge henge. Penge. That's a London joke for London people. <laughs> oh. Ah, uh, beautiful. I uh, um. I hope that was helpful to our question answers. That was great. Um, I'd like to do more Q&A sessions like this in the future. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tw- I think the best way to do that maybe is just if people tweet out their questions using the hashtag and I will collect them. Mm. And uh, when we do another one of these, uh, we will we'll, we'll go through the list. Um, so yeah, if you have questions for UCCast, we'll try and do this kind of semi-regularly. Tweet your question using the hashtag Hashtag IWSYCast. That's UCCast. Um, and we'll answer your questions in, in another Q&A special. Callum, thank you for joining us. Where can people find you, you on the internet? Um, on Twitter, I'm at Callum underscore Fuller with one L in Callum. Fantastic. One L in Callum. You heard it here first. One L. Jamie, where are you at? I, I hope that uh, whatever the hell has been happening in my house hasn't been too disturbing for listeners... Um, I guess I'll find because there's out been in a the lot edit. of a lot of activity while we've been recording. <laughs> Where can people find you on the internet, Jamie? Uh, they can find me at Rage Nineteen, and in the words of Mister Ford, my ass is everywhere. Beautiful. Uh, and you can find me uh, on Twitter at Hello I Am Bing, and on YouTube um, forward slash I Am Bing. Feliz Navidad. <laughs>